0: Looks so pretty, we're up to Mexico. Don't forget
1: get to this We're gonna roll right through this show tonight. It's uh, Dave Hoekstra with Nocturnal Journal, and we're gonna talk about one of my very favorite restaurants in America. On the phone. Thanks for staying up and hanging with us, is Gene belt the owner of Historic U-Belt's Bakery and Restaurant on Route 66 in Litchfield, Illinois. How you doing? Great. Thanks for thanks for hanging in there with us. I'm, no problem. I'm as much of a regular customer as I can be living living in Chicago. Um, I just love your place. Tell the listeners a little little bit of the history, 1922. It started as a bakery. Uh, you know, but, let's just do uh, U-Belt's 101. How did it start? How did it grow?
0: Well, we started in uh, Mount Olive, which is just uh, south of where you were in Litchfield. But uh, by my grandfather and his two brothers, I uh, bought an existing bakery, and um, they grew it. One brother died, and another brother opened another bakery in another location. And my grandfather uh, ran it, and then my father eventually got into the business. Um, and then eventually my brother. But uh, we had a number of stores of our own in the area, and we also serviced wholesale accounts.
1: And the history there, um, it's kind of personal. I told you, I, I never met you though. I was in there last earlier this week, and got I want to ask about the bagel here in a minute. But uh, my mom's side of the family's is uh, from Taylorville. So talk about uh, what you just told me, I was there at lunch hour, but the Eastern European influence, the coal miners, talk about the history of the land down there.
0: Well, yeah, Mount Olive was um, actually founded by farmers, German farmers, but then really the first group that came in were coal miners around the turn of the century, Um Eastern Europeans, Right. and that was really, um, the town was really dependent on coal mining, <clears throat> and I think the mines started to go downhill in the 40s, 50s, and eventually closed in our immediate area.
1: Yeah, my mom's and side... And that's when I... we
0: started to branch out into other towns yeah. that uh, were so dependent on it.
1: Yeah, my mom's side we... came from Lithuania, and they worked in the Peabody coal mines down there.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure which ones those were, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah, but they were in
1: Taylorville. Now you had a store in Taylorville, right? Yes,
0: we opened a store in Taylorville in the um, around. I think in the 40s. I think I think it maybe was a little higher income town. I suspect that's why they went there. And I think my grandfather had worked there for a while. And uh, I, I'm not familiar with the ethnic influence in Taylorville, but um, I, I think that's why we went there. It was probably a little, a uh, little you know better income. For ba- you know, to support a bakery,
1: how many stores did you have at the peak?
0: I think we had uh, seven at one point. Oh, I did Also, did a lot of wholesale, and then we also got into the restaurant business in the seventies, selling soups and sandwiches and salads in the um, in our stores. Um, and before... then eventually, we you know, opened the store in Litchfield, which was a full service
1: restaurant. That was a former burger chef.
0: Burger chef, right?
1: Opened in the location, and we've
0: uh, been in that location since 1982. But we've been in that town, Litchfield, since around 1950.
1: Talk a little bit. Do you live in Litch- do, you li- do you live in the Litchfield area now? You do. I
0: live in Mount Olive, okay. actually, where we originally were from.
1: Uh, for travelers who are listening who are going to be going down 66, Litchfield has done such a great job with, with tourism on, on 66. I mean, I, I tell people up here about the drive-in theater. I tell them about your restaurant. Talk about how important uh, 66 is for for your customers.
0: Well, I don't know. We, um, we're not a... The, Restaurant next to us, Ariston, is the oldest existing restaurant on Route 66. We've been there since 1982, and we're kind of there by accident. Mm-hmm. But um, we mainly the people we see traveling Route 66 are foreigners. Yeah. Um, a lot of European bikers, and actually a number of South American bikers. We don't see a ton of Americans. Some, there are some, but it's it's uh, more of an appeal to, to people from out of the country, for the, from what I can see.
1: And when I stop at your place, um, I see a lot of locals, There's certainly a lot mm-hmm. of locals.
0: There. We draw from not only Litchfield and the surrounding towns because we had, did business in those towns, but then we draw from a, a bigger radius, you know, say Bloomington, Peoria, Champaign, Decatur, and then also St. Louis. Definitely a lot from P, uh, Springfield. We, and then just a lot of people like yourself who travel maybe a couple times a year up and down fifty five, um, who we get to. But um I I think frankly for us it's Route sixty six is more about, you know, it's more seasonal and more foreign more more foreign customers.
1: Do you get any uh famous people like touring country bands? Willie Nelson coming by? Do you get
0: I any? have not personally seen <laughs> anyone <laughs> <laughs> nobody really. No, nobody. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? Um, Paul McCartney was. He was in the area once. I don't think he stopped at the bakery though. He did a sixty-six. Yeah,
1: he did a sixty-six tour. Uh, yeah, I
0: wrote yeah, about he, that. I,
1: but he was in the neighborhood, right?
0: I, I don't know if he stopped in Litchfield. He stopped in Springfield. I don't. I don't think he stopped in Lynchfield.
1: I went to see Merle Haggard one time. He played um uh, in Taylorville. It was a place. Yeah, there Rag-
0: was some kind of country western place that we used to deliver to in Taylorville. Yeah,
1: I want to say it was called Nashville something, Nashville North or Nashville. But remember, right, right. I, I went so right. Haggard down there, and he, he loved he loved talking about sixty six. Now. Yeah. You saw how excited I got. Tell me, what what did I have? I mean, it was you called it a Polish bagel, but I never had a bagel quite like that.
0: That, Right. So talk Um, about that. Talk about some of your breakfast. Yeah, I was. (laughs) Well, when we originally baked bread, which we don't do anymore since we don't have all of our wholesale accounts, it's not worthwhile to bake bread for one store. But we made something called a Polish bread, and it was similar to a Vienna bread. It was shaped a little differently, and it had cornmeal on top. And it was a very big seller, and now we just have a cornmeal bagel, I mean a a Polish bagel, um, since we don't bake bread. But um, anyway, I think that's just the Eastern European influence. Breakfast shoes? That's Central Illinois. We stole that from Springfield. Those are really popular, breakfast and uh, regular horseshoes, you know, for lunch and dinner. Uh, that comes out of Springfield. The horseshoe, yeah, right.
1: Yeah. The
0: horseshoe probably cuts off in Litchfield. There are restaurants in Litchfield that serve the horseshoes. I don't think you're going to hardly get it farther south than us, though. Really?
1: It's that that's, regional?
0: Uh, that Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a super regional. Um, they're a very big seller, the breakfast and the lunch and dinner. We have a special one, actually, for... For Father's Day tomorrow, but yeah, I'm um, gonna go
1: over that menu. But I mean, do they argue like <laughs> deep dish and <laughs> thin crust, like horseshoe? I mean, is there argument? I mean,
0: well, I, I think in Springfield they do. I think in Springfield there's some argument about I think different things. Um, you're, I'm you're, not sure what, but
1: your breakfast yeah, shoes. Um, I'm just reading off the menu here: two split biscuits topped with scrambled eggs, uh, original or ultimate ingredients, then topped with cheese sauce. Sausage gravy and hash browns. Yeah,
0: now that's our take on it. Yeah. Now the breakfast horseshoe isn't as popular in this region as the regular hamburger horseshoe. Um, But this is just our take. There are some breakfast horseshoes. I don't think. I. I kind of think we're about the only breakfast shoe in Litchfield. We were certainly the first on that, anyway. Um, But we do biscuits as a base instead of toast. I'm not a big toast person. It gets soggy. I think biscuits are. We make them ourselves, and I think that's a better base with fresh scrambled eggs and uh, bacon and sausage. And we make our own cheese sauce and sausage gravy.
1: Okay. Actually, we got we got to take a break. Um, Do you have to work tomorrow? Yes. What time? What time do you have to start? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Not at 4 or anything, okay. but because I, 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 I could, I could really talk, your,
1: I, I could talk about the holiday. I could talk about at about three in the morning, but anyway, I won't do that. Yeah. So we'll be right back. Uh, so don't go away on Nocturnal Journal on WGN. Okay. Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGN, and we're talking uh, about U-Belt's Bakery and Restaurant uh, since 1922 on 303 North Old Route 66 in Litchfield, Illinois. And on the phone is proprietor Gene Ubell. Thanks again for hanging in with us, Gene. Um, have you ever had a customer as excited
0: as I am to walk through the door? Well, we do have a lot of return customers, yeah. we We do have a lot of people that are hopefully happy to be there because we offer an alternative to chain restaurants, which there aren't too many mom-and-pops anymore, unfortunately.
1: And the vibe is just, I mean, I, I like your staff, and it's just, everything's just so we, friendly. Yeah, it's a
0: very relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. Um, Come as you are.
1: I think I was, I didn't want to get in your way because I knew how busy you were when I saw you, yeah. but I was i was kind of mumbling out. And you just heard a, a spot there for a supper club that's actually in my book. I did a book on Midwest supper clubs a few years ago. And I think I was trying to tell you that one of the themes that came out with these mom and pop supper clubs was it, the challenges of a third generation. It was, they, a lot of people told me it was a third generation that would, that would drop out and try to find their own way. So talk about your experiences in, in keeping the, the business alive. And, and I want to I read some of your notes about it's been very successful under your watch. So, so talk about what it was like to be a third generation owner.
0: Well, um, you know, the bakery business changed drastically. It's a completely different business than it was, um, you know, when my father ran it. But originally, people were dependent on bread, you know, from the bakery, mm-hmm. and then they weren't really. It wasn't really in supermarkets like it is, but. You know, in the 80s, uh, that was a huge time of change for our business because the the town, the small towns were all going down tubes and lifestyles were changing with women working. Um, people weren't cooking like they did. They didn't have a pie for dinner or a coffee cake. And our business was drastically changing, especially, especially with the uh, our, the stores that we had in the small towns. That really wasn't working at that point um combined with so that was going on in the 80s and 90s as small towns going down a lot of the accounts that we sold to the mom and pop supermarkets were closing or they were if they were still open they were putting in their own bakeries uh rather than getting deliveries from us so that business was drastically changing and uh my father and brother actually were both in declining health um so there was a lot going on in our our family uh, so right before my father passed away, or actually right after my father passed away, we my brother was still here. We, I had just come home from Chicago, and we closed. I had been living in Chicago. We had we closed all of our stores, and then after, um, except Litchfield and Mount Olive, and then my brother passed away in two thousand four. My father passed away in two thousand three. Then my brother passed away in two thousand seven. And that's when I took over the business. And I, we closed Mount Olive and we moved our production to Litchfield because that was certainly the most viable, you know, location, with it being a hub to the area and, you know, with its proximity to 55. So um, I hadn't planned to come home. I you know I, hadn't, I was in Chicago for 20 years. I didn't have a plan to come home. Things just turned out that way. I did happen to have a degree in restaurant management that I hadn't really used, and I had always helped out in the business. But I didn't have the emotional attachment to different things that they had been doing, so yeah. I was willing to make changes. Ah, so You Make big changes that needed to be made. Give me an, give me so, an example of like one big change. Well, um, just leaving, moving out of Mount Olive, yeah, okay. uh, my b- father and brother were committed to staying in that town. Uh, which we had been in you know, since 1922, but didn't have the location. Um, it didn't have the, the traffic at all that, that Litchfield does. Um, so that was just, you know. That's interesting.
1: Uh, That's interesting the way you put that, though, not having the emotional attachment <laughs> they had. You had. Well, no, you had more of an objective view, I suppose. Right, yeah. I had yeah. an objective viewpoint. <laughs> yeah.
0: And just seeing different businesses in Chicago, um, I just saw what I knew what we needed to do, and we did have a very good location in Litchfield with 66 and 55. So that business has grown substantially, and the restaurant is two thirds of the business, and the bakery is one third of the business, which is a a good mix. It is a big draw for people. We still make a lot of the things we've made for years, and um, it's still fresh bakery. It's just not as as many things as we used to make, but
1: I always love your uh, and tell me which one sells more. You always have your Cubs and Cardinals cookies.
0: Well, um, Central Illinois is is actually probably from Litchfield uh, to St. Louis. It's you know cards, but really going up to Springfield and North, it's pretty split. That's pretty heavy Cubs, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you always. But we
0: still sell more cards.
1: You be you be modest. I mean, you uh you went to the University of Chicago, you got an MBA in uh, finance marketing. I mean, so um and you were a, like you said you were a financial advisor for 10 years. So, that obviously yeah. had to come into play what you did what you did back at the, at the at the store.
0: Well, I guess it did. Yeah. I guess it did. I just um just knew what we had to be you know what had to be done. You know, we just had to the changes that had to be made and um, I'm just coming. I was just coming in, kind of as an outsider, really, almost. Ah, uh-huh. Even though I did, always helped in the business, but
1: okay, just, um, uh, just, that's what we had to do. Give me the uh, hours of uh, the restaurant, of the bakery and restaurant. Six a.m.
0: We're six a.m. to eight p.m. daily. Website. Uh,
1: www.ubelts.com. Father's Day brunch. I'm going to try to get this out before we leave. French Oh, that's okay. <laughs> French <laughs> fr- French toast 3 pieces with bumbleberry and cream cheese, topping with bacon ham or sausage, that's 7.95. 2 eggs, bacon sausage or ham, hash browns casserole, sausage gravy, fresh fruit cup and biscuits 8.49. Butcher shop pony or there's the horseshoe supreme one or two split biscuits we talked about that scrambled eggs chopped ribeye sausage bacon and ham uh covered with cheese sausage and sausage gravy and hash browns 725 and 8 895 what is uh describe bumbleberry i don't know what that is
0: bumbleberry it was a pie that we used to make we have a lot of old recipes um bumbleberry is one we used to make and it's actually i've changed that up but bumbleberry is actually at least three berries and sometimes it also has apple or rhubarb in it but our bumbleberry is strawberries raspberries blueberries and blackberries so we have pie we have crepes we have we top it on cheesecake we have it on the french toast we have muffins napoleons we do the same thing at mother's day only we do fresh strawberry good for you and
1: last thing what's the best seller there
0: in the whole place. Yeah, if, you, if, if somebody the listening wants cookies. to come in,
1: what what can't they miss? What would it be? Tea cookies. What are those?
0: They are a little round cookie with I should have given Did I give you some? No. A little round cookie with sprinkles and a icing dot. It's not a sugar cookie, but it's a it's a similar to a sugar cookie, but it's not a sugar cookie. It's different ingredients and We sell tons and tons. We have to have them every day. We sell, I think our record was um, Good Friday, which we sold 1,500. (laughs) Um, But they are a huge seller. Usually people buy them by the dozens.
1: I'll have to get some of those. I'll be down there again in a couple weeks. So um, <laughs> I'll come and bother you again. So. <laughs> Thanks so much, Gene. Okay. Thanks for uh, hanging in with us uh, with the delay of okay, the well, game and you. stuff. Thanks You're for the best. me. Appreciate it. Great restaurant, you Belts Bakery and West Restaurant in Litchfield, Illinois. Wow. That, a lot. Thank you. Thanks for listening. That's, that was a fun show. Thanks, Ro Coleman. And uh, have a good night. And coming up is David Jennings and News. We'll be back after this.